That's Christine DeMarco, Jesus, Your Love. Yeah, it's after 10 o'clock, and Leanne and I are still here. Ray's still here. I want to thank uh, Brian for his patience as he as he sits and, and waits his turn. Uh, <laughs> but this is, this is pretty fascinating, and there is a conversation going on off the air that is just as fascinating. It's kind of one of those conferences you go to, and then just after the evening session, all the guys will come up on stage and they'll sit there and it'll be John Piper and D.A. Carson and Sinclair Ferguson and they're, <laughs> they're talking weighty theology and they're going back and forth and there's laughter. and But it's really good. Leanna and Ray were talking about tongues and, and we just want to make sure that it's clear for folks. Sure. So when you talk about what this is in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when you uh, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. You're speaking a language that exists on the earth somewhere, and there is a possibility that over the time of your the, of your walk with Jesus, you may receive several different languages. They all exist upon the earth, and as a result of that, I was telling one occasion uh, someone that we know uh, who's South Korean was praying on Prayer Mountain, and. Uh, she, well, I, she was probably praying in Korean, but she speaks Korean and English, and the girl beside her was praying in English. And so they prayed for however long. I don't know if they knew each other or not. I probably didn't know each other. But after they stopped, uh, she, you know, talked to her, started talking to her in English as they walked away, and the girl looked quite confused because she didn't speak English. She was praying in tongues, but uh, our friend didn't know that because she just assumed she knew English. Mm -hmm. So her tongue was English, but she was South Korean. Mm -hmm. So you could, you know, it... it as you go through your walk in this this baptism of the Holy Spirit, when he gives you a, a language, it's really not your language. You're not going to learn it. You're not going to know it. I hear sometimes uh, through the years different languages. I go, well, that sounds a lot like th my tongue. Hmm. But I've never encountered uh, one that it was. Mm -hmm. So you, you may probably will never encounter that. You'll probably never know. It's just the, it's just the Holy Spirit praying through you mm -hmm. in a language and why he does that, you know, mm -hmm. only he knows. And when somebody like Dr. Mark Rutland is praying in tree and sharing the gospel in tree, it's just because he's really smart. Yes, that is not the gift of tongues. That is a, that is a very smart man. <laughs> I, I did share, you know, back after Azusa Street in the early 1900s, they really had no idea. Uh, they had a lot of teaching understanding of, of, the, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so they didn't know what to do with it. So they made an assumption that if we go into other countries, we can go into... Uh, say, uh, Burma, and start preaching in English, and they'll hear us in Burmese. And so, I'm using Burma as an example, not because it happened there, but that is what happened. They, there's many, many testimonies of going into the jungles and uh, natives falling on their faces, repenting, because they heard the gospel in their language. So, that was just walking in faith, but that is truly a gift of tongues. They didn't they didn't speak it. They actually spoke their own language, but they heard them in another language. So mm -hmm. that also is another manifestation of that gift that was used. I, I'm guessing maybe they prayed in tongues because they, they, they didn't speak English. I'm sorry, I, I said that wrong. The, the evangelists were praying in the tongue, the language of tongues that they received. But they just uh, they were just praying in faith that the people they were going to, that God sent them to, uh, spoke that language. So they they didn't learn the language. They just happened to be in the right tribe because God, God sent them to the right tribe who spoke that language, and they were able to receive the gospel. And there's many, many testimonies of that. So, so as we jump into this next uh, piece here, this is the elements of the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. 
And this is just some just some general things that this feast uh, for the Israelites had a lot of sacrifices in it. There's a lot of different things. Uh, there's a there's like seven different sacrifices, and all of them take place at Pentecost. All of them, every the lambs and all the different things will break down. But the the reason for that being that only Christians can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is not something a lost person can receive. So if somebody comes up that's a heathen speaking in tongues, they're not doing it by the Holy Spirit. It may be a spirit, but it ain't the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the gift of prophecy sometimes looks a lot like um, some of the gifts that you'll see in the occult Mm -hmm. because it is the same gift, Mm -hmm. just orchestrated by a different spirit. The date is unknown. God is fully in control, and it is a language that you don't learn to speak. All right, It's never going to be your language. It's always going to belong to the Holy Spirit. It is a language on the earth, but it's just not yours. Uh, You wave two leavened loaves. So two elements are required uh, at this festival, the Holy Spirit and you. You're both necessary. Mm-hmm. It's your wedding day. It's an aspect of becoming one with Christ, which causes your life to be fruitful. All right? This is the consummation. This is, this is where you're going to have children in God, so to speak. This is where you bear good fruit. This is where you love and you know the, the fruits of the Spirit. This is what should come of it. If you say you get baptized in the Holy Spirit and you become a, a horrible person, you, uh, you should probably check yourself because you're not being fruitful. The other thing is you are out of control. That is the part I think that's most difficult about the baptism of the Holy Spirit is it's not your language. So as it's happening to you, mm-hmm. It, it made me laugh uh, back then because I thought, what in the world? Because you've only used your tongue in your own language, so not in another language. So God does it, you receive it. Deuteronomy 4, um, the little quote we used earlier, you heard the sounds of the words, but saw no form, you only mm-hmm. heard a voice. Mm-hmm. It's God. He's right. declaring through you something that he wants to say to someone else or to you. It does minister to you, but more than anything, it's just between you and God. So. Right. Uh, second, it is it is certainly an aspect of revival. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of tongue, uh, gifts of the Spirit, tongues, healing, salvations, and profound repentance with a life change have been a part of every major revival and move of God in history. You go from the Moravians in the 1700s, the First Great Awakening, uh, Second Great Awakening with uh, Finney and Booth, the Welsh Revival, Azusa Street, and the Hebrides, Brownsville, uh, and so many more. Uh, God has done such a profound journey on the earth. And uh, that's that's really what we want to share. I shared, you know, our testimony between me, Kelly, and Corey earlier uh, without getting too specific. But I would just challenge you, uh, if you really want to encounter God in this way, the those little steps right there um, are good to just encounter or realize that if you're if you want to be in control in this particular aspect it's going to take longer for you to encounter god this particular way uh because you have to get out of control and you may have been spending your whole life trying to get in control of your life um if you have a problem because of uh some marriage issue or maybe your parents or something else this this whole this concept of becoming the bride of christ could hinder you Mm -hmm. the fact that you're it's you and the holy spirit it's no longer just you walking in this relationship um the fact that you cannot guarantee that someone's gonna lay their hands on you and bam you're gonna receive it Mm -hmm. you could get bitter at god angry at god start to make judgments 
Um, the fact that, you know, all major sacrifices are present, that thought is, you know what? You have to get yourself in the position to receive. You know, it may be 10 Christians, but this one, there is a hidden thing, and you may not even know what it is. You may have a hurt or a wound in your heart, a bitterness, and God has got to deal with that first. It doesn't make you less or unworthy. It just, it just means that to give you a gift in that condition would hurt you more than it would help you. Mm-hmm. It's not an insult as, or anything like that. If it doesn't happen to you immediately, that's has nothing to do with it. It just means that God is wise enough to know how to do it with you. So your job is to pursue. That's all you can do is you can pursue, you can ask. Mm-hmm. And in every situation, yep. ask for more. You never stop asking. Mm. If you want all of this, uh, you can get it at the blog, blog.victory915.com, or you can find it at Risenstein on Facebook or Risenstein, uh, I'm sorry, the Victory Facebook page. Is there a part 12? There are several more parts. I'm just trying to decide. <laughs> you know, we have point. Monday open as well. <laughs> After Pentecost. Uh, so Pentecost begins on Saturday night. Saturday night, right. We could kind of bookend it. Yep. Well, you you figure that out, and we're going to play some music, and then we're going to come back, and, and we'll see what Ray's got. The Lord.